0: Maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles ready, today we'll be in the book of Genesis, chapter 15, verses 1 through 21. The title of this sermon is, Abram Says Amen to God. Here is the first half of this two-part study. Abram... Has been following God, walking with God, but at this moment, as we get into these verses tonight, we'll see that Abram's faith becomes real, um, and that's what I love about it because I, I think we all know the moment. Some of us maybe we're flirting with Christ, coming to church every once in a while, um, maybe even going to church. I went to church from November to January before I chose to follow Jesus. I was just kind of there. I was there. But I I hadn't chosen to give up my heart and my life to Christ. And and God just kept pursuing me and saved me. And and I pray that you remember that time for yourself. Some of y'all may have been 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. But I just pray that you remember how much he loved you and where he pulled you from. We had good news. I do want to share this real quick. Um. Miss Donna's health report is beautiful. Things that were in the lungs have shrunk. So pray. Keep praying. And she keeps that pink highlighter out ready to mark those prayers off. So if y'all need prayer... Y'all know we just put it in the Tide box or let me or Teresa know and we'll we'll definitely pray and we'll pass it on and we got people that will be praying. So I did I have a request that was made Miss uh, Miss Christina uh, we spoke to her she leaves on the 14th she'll be in Chile permanently. So she'll be doing the schools throughout Chile and uh, she'll also be doing uh, she'll continue doing the work that she's doing with the uh, uh sex trafficking and the human trafficking but she'll also be there doing ministry work this thing's going to drive me crazy like it did on sunday i can't do it just i gotta fix it because it it's just my head is lopsided you know when you, the lord made a head but it's its i can take a hit and i found that out last night and i hit that hit that light fixture boy the light lit me up the Lord's like, I got you. You're gonna, yeah, I'll get you through it. But uh, if y'all can pray for her, she needs uh, an apartment when she gets there. So she'll, she'll be looking for an apartment. And then she asked if we can pray. She needs like a secondhand car or a car. So uh, one of the things that I love is very important. And we're going to talk about this more this weekend. It's just the reason why this church tithes. And how many uh, different things that are happening through that so you think about oscar and liz are coming to share about what's happening in mexico and then um, you have the Cabachincos that we can't forget about that are in abkhazia and now we have christina who's going to be in chile which is awesome right that we this little church just to participate in all that stuff and then we have austin and throughout california and throughout the united states going out and sharing the gospel so and that's not including Thanksgiving. So we have 20 families that are in need uh, for Thanksgiving. The church provided um, support for that. So we're helping feed and we're on standby because I told Miss Georgina, if there's something else that's needed, just to let us know. This church has opportunities to serve the community. Um, Anybody who wants to help put the boxes together on the 22nd, that morning, I think around eleven o'clock they're gonna meet at the church, and I'll get you all the information on sunday and If you want to be there to help put the boxes, they got to get all the canned goods and all the stuffing and all the stuff put together, so that way when the family comes, they can give those boxes so this church has participated in that so and then we got the Thanksgiving Community service, which is i got the cards over there um if you don't want to cook, just scan the qr code I, it doesn't matter how many people you invite the culinary arts department at um lytle high school is feeding everybody so their thanksgiving dinner you get to have our early thanksgiving dinner before the thanksgiving dinner <laughs> so um so hopefully y'all can come and and invite somebody um we're excited about that and so i gotta MC that thing so pray for me that my words will be little because I talk way too much. So just pray for that. All right. We're going to go over some of the, the, the bits and pieces that we had. Because we got into about verse 3 the last time. It's been a while since we've been in Genesis. So I want to make sure we get this uh, as we go through this. So Genesis chapter 15 verse 1. It says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Now, this is the fourth time that God has appeared to Abram. And uh, God is developing and bringing him along. And and this time what has happened is Abram has gone through, remember the battle that he went through with the kings? And he had to go save his, his nephew Lot. And so he is, uh, and he turned down the spoils of the war. Because the king of Sodom tried to offer him the spoils. And he's he didn't want nothing to do with that. And so... Um, through that, we had uh, also Melchizedek that showed up. And we went through all of that. So if you, if you go, man, Mike, can you explain all that again? Go listen to the teaching. It's online. That's what it's there for. And uh, so uh, one of the things that I do want to make sure you grab is, is something that's in there. He sell, tells us not to be afraid. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, exceedingly your exceedingly great reward. And so not to be afraid, and, and we talked about this, a lot of us sometimes wrestle with fear. And and I always just tell you when you're wrestling with fear, it's the best thing you can do is to get in the presence of God. So get into His Word, get into worship. Um, I know sometimes uh, we'll have, like in the morning, uh, Miss Floor will have a song or something that just she just starts playing. And it's good to have that worship going because... We need it. And so when we're, when we're struggling through something, maybe we're fearful over something, who do you go to? It should be God. And it, we should get into the presence of God. Um, and, and understand that God's more powerful than anything that's happening in our world today. Um, you know, there are a lot of crazy things that we're seeing um, in our world, but there's stuff that we deal with on a daily basis that's fearful medical things you know we just talked about miss donna's lungs and and before you go right you're thinking man has it gotten bigger is it what's going you know all those things that you're going get in the presence of god right get in the presence of god Um, when we're struggling through financial struggles or we're struggling through family struggles and you're fearful of what's going to happen just get in the presence of god um psalm 46 verses 1 through 3 god is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble therefore we will not fear though the earth can give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea though the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging it's like the world can be falling apart he's like don't focus on that right don't focus on that you focus on me there was a a team that went up of Christians who went up for to go to Mount Everest. And they got stuck. They uh, they got all the way to the top, got their pictures, did all their stuff. And then trying to come down, a storm came. An unexpected storm they were stuck. And so they are asking for prayer. Very fearful because they at this point no food, no you know the water, I mean they they could freeze to death. And they were seeking prayer. They were seeking help. And it's like, what? Who did they go to? They went to God. They started reading scriptures. They started praying. They started asking for other people to start praying. I heard one comedian say they should have prayed for wisdom before they went up. You know, because he's like, then they would never go. You know, (laughs) it's like, why were you up there, right? But that's that's the reality of it. It's just to remember, like the whole world can be crumbling around you. But our refuge, our strength is in God. Psalm 56 verses 3 and 4 says, Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I put my trust. I will not fear what can flesh do to me. And we should have a healthy fear of the Lord is a reverence of God. And we'll look at that this weekend because one of the things we see is there is a, a sloppy worship that happens. And, and they're not fearful of God. So they're bringing animals that are, you know, sickly and, and defective. And, and it's not just the priest, it's the people too. They know they can get away with it. So they're here, take this old beat up animal. There's my sacrifice. Doesn't cost me anything. And so for us, we have to remember, like when we think about a reverence of God, we have to remember that our worship our, our relationship, it, it's it's, on, it's based upon an awe or a reverence for God, a, a healthy fear for the Lord. And and we know that, that it, we are not only supposed to, as fathers, have that, but we are to teach our children to have a healthy fear of the Lord. My grandson found out what it is to have a healthy fear of the police this week. As they got pulled over in Lytle, so if you're in Lytle, make sure you uh, you slow down. (laughs) It's it, it is what it is, but he got scared, first time he's ever been pulled over, and so he's like freaking out. But you know, my daughter had to explain to him like they're here to help us, they're here to protect us. We are to have a healthy fear of the Lord he's our authority he's the one we follow uh you know to have a fear of god the first thing you have to have is is to understand that god is a loving and just god that's why he starts off the book in malachi saying i have loved you he's trying to remind them of his grace and his mercy and to return to him i have loved you I've loved you and he and, and that's for us is to have that understanding that he he loves us and that he's holy he's just he's righteous but he's also merciful and loving In Proverbs chapter 2 verse 5 it says then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God second the fear of the Lord produces reverence there should be a healthy reverence of God to honor him to be obedient to Him, to understand His glory, His majesty, that He's pure. He's power. And we think, oh, I'm getting away with this. Nothing's happened to me. We allow things back into our life and it's like you don't have a healthy fear or a reverence of God. He's a just God. And and He will deal with us and and He's (laughs) patient patient but having a healthy reverence of god helps you to be obedient to god to understand like look he's powerful he's just i want to obey him there's blessings with me obeying him we forget that in psalm 33 verse 8 it says let all the fear of the lord let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him think about that like our world right now does not stand in awe of god Our world right now is Romans chapter 1. If you think about 2023, that would be the verse for 2023. Romans chapter 1. They've been given up to a debased mind. Whether they worship sex. Right? LGBTQIA and all that stuff. The addiction that these young kids are having at an early age. Whether they worship self. Right. I, I you know I, I don't believe in your God fine. I, I mean God will give you up and that's the thing that that's what the that's the biggest thing that the devil wants is for you not to have uh, awe of God because he wants you to go uh, uh-uh, You can you don't have to follow that stuff. You can still do this and not have that that's what he wants because he wants you to be given up to a debased mind and that's when that deep fall happens with people but unfortunately there are a lot of people and i was telling my wife i was like i was thinking about all those knuckleheads in germany that dressed up like dogs and they they, they're dogs that's what they want to be known as and i was like do you understand that's been documented like it's been documented and now at some point in your life when god shows up real in your life you're gonna i mean he forgives you but that's what you're going to be known as because you that's how deep your sin that's how bad it got that's a debased mind same thing with there's a it's a it's an odd thing for to say there's an awe of god or a reverence of god and yet you claim god in your false religion of islam but you behead children god's creation it's that there's no reverence there i'm sorry i'm not sure what god you're following but it's not the one in the bible i was very adamant about that this weekend at some point when jesus shows up and he's the sword what's going to happen All those false religions will be slayed. Every one of them. A healthy fear of the Lord produces faith. And that's what we're going to see here with with Abram. When you fear God, it produces confidence and hope in who you trust. Trust Him. Lean on Him. Lean into His presence and His mercy and His forgiveness. Remember who your salvation is based upon. And it also should get us angry about sin. Psalm 76 verses 7 and 8 says, You yourself are, are to be feared. And whom may stand in your presence when you, once you are angry. You caused judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still. Judgment will happen. And we have our fears in God. We've already been forgiven, so our sins have been forgiven. We don't have to worry about that judgment, the white throne of judgment. So as we look at fear, as we, you know, he tells us not to be afraid. It should, when we have a biblical principle of fear and a biblical worldview of fear, it should make us obedient to God. In Proverbs sixteen six, it says, In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. It actually moves you away from sin into obedience to God. It should. We are to teach our children again what what the fear of the Lord is. It's it's teaching them fear of the Lord is the, the best and first thing that you can teach a child. Who God is. That's why children's ministry is so important. They get taught in there. We grow. When we have fear of the Lord and, and it's a healthy biblical fear, we actually want to apply God's Word in reverence because we know that it's God speaking through His Word. It's, it's, that's the beautiful thing about the Scripture. John seventeen seventeen says, Sanctify them by Your truth. Your Word is truth. We need God's truth in our life. We need that. And you also see that it says that he is the shield. God is my shield. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. So God is my shield. This is the first time that this reference is in there as God being the shield. And then throughout Psalms, we know that that takes traction. Right? Throughout the Psalms, we know Psalm 3.3. But you, O Lord, are my shield, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. Psalm 18, verses 1 and 2. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of, of my salvation, my stronghold. And we also get that that God like he tells him, Abraham, the reward shall be great. Our, our greatest reward is that what we have God. We have Christ. We've been forgiven. We're not separated from a holy God anymore. That's a great reward. That's a beautiful thing there to think about. But God Himself is the reward for His people. But no, beyond that, the things you do here on earth for Him, there'll be rewards that will be given at the Bema of Seat of Judgment. You know, and and that's <laughs> that just shows His grace and His mercy. And his riches, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 7 through 8, that the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourself. It is the gift of God. We see that, and, and so it's beautiful to think about that. But Abram goes on and responds. He says, But I said, Lord God, what will you give me? See, I, got chi- I go childless, in the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Then, Abraham, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Now, what we see is Abraham is remembering, Hey, you told me you were going to do this. It was back in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, and Genesis 13, verses 15 and 16. And He's like, You promised me. See, the difference in questioning here. This is an honest question. The questioning that we're going to see in Malachi is a bunch of spoiled, rotten kids. The nation of Israel in that part part of Scripture, they're a bunch of spoiled, rotten kids. Really? How have you loved me? That's how they answered God, right? This is an honest thing. He's like, I don't have descendants. But do you understand like the first thing that you see in that? Is here we go with Abram trying to resolve the problem just like man does. Uh, all I have is Eleazar. Now next week as we get into 16, we get into real trouble because Sarah's like, "Hey, go ahead and go into my servant." But you see that this is men's problem, trying to resolve a godly problem with a man's solution. Well, I have Eleazar. I guess he's going to be my heir. No, God promised you something that's coming. You have to trust God. That's that's part of faith. The hardest part of faith is when you're in that moment of questioning. Why? Those are real honest questions you can go to God with. He wants to hear from you. It's okay. There's an honesty to it. You're just like, Lord, I, I, why? What is going on? Help me understand. Help me have clarity. What is? So what do we do? We keep praying. Don't try to solve it yourself, though. Man's solution is, hey, we need to cut open the chest and let's look at the lungs and let's go ahead and take something out of there. God's solution is, I'll just shrink it on my own. I don't need you, doctor's. Because I'm the ultimate physician. See, we forget that. That's why we pray. Matthew 7, verses 7 through 8 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone asks, receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open." You keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking, keep doing, and seeking God's presence. I love I, It's beautiful to hear Miss Flores teaching tomorrow. Keep her in prayer. That's awesome. That's something to rejoice about. As a church, we we go into the presence of God and we pray. And and we hey, it, it, those questions why? God still has a purpose. He has a plan for you. You have to take that step of faith to step back into it. And do it. We keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking, keep keep looking and wanting and desiring to be in the presence of God. We all need that. And guess what? There are going to be times when you're going to go, hey, let's get in the presence of God. Let's pray. They may not feel like prayer, but you pray for them. you pray for them because at the end of the day it's like we we all go through things and, and that's what the body of Christ is. When the toe's hurting, the whole body feels it. Think about it you stub your I, I hit my head, but that's the head of the the head is Christ but not <laughs> but I had the fence I got I'm, I'm all tore up now I had the fence hit me and it scratched me got me good and and i've just been beat up but that hurt i felt that all over but it's like at the end of the day you when a part of your body's hurting you put you know